about the moving thing Bo had all these caveats about his helping me move and i'm very tired <laughs> i'm very out of shape i cannot go upstairs and you're gonna have to like pay that. for Look, my food and, and and that was just funny because the other day my dad my, my dad and my mom were gonna give me a hand my dad was like well we'll give you a hand michael but we can't really go upstairs too much you know because that's hard on us and i was like huh that's the same thing Bo said <laughs> my parents are senior citizens you are now listening to good bad or bullshit Hello! Welcome to Good, Bad, or Bullshit. My name is Crofton Steers. I am the Mr. Fantastic of this podcast. Glad that you could join us with me, as always, are the other members of the Fantastic Four. I'm talking about the invisible woman, Michael Hodgins. Welcome, Michael. <laughs> you can't see me. Nice. Thank you, John Cena. Um, and... Uh, and also, of course, the the rage induced, but but extremely wise uh, rock monster, the thing. I'm talking about Bo Schwartz. Welcome, Bo. Uh, me want rock sandwich. I'll allow it. Things. And uh, and finally, the fourth member of the Fantastic Four. We have with us a very special guest. I'm talking about a, a local podcasting legend. That's right. He has not one, but two shows, The Gamers Inn and uh, Sleeping with the Elephant, both available on uh, on iTunes or a podcasting listening thing of your choice. I'm talking about The Human Torch, Ryan Murphy. Welcome, Ryan. I, I first, I, I can't help but address the fact, a couple things. One, does the thing actually eat rocks? I don't Is know. that canon? I don't know. No. I okay. don't think so. I think go ad-libbed completely, and he mixed him with the Hulk a little bit, too, there. Uh, well, he kind of sounds gravelly, but I, I think that, wouldn't that be cannibalism if he ate rocks? I think that would be cannibalism. I think it would be, too. I yeah. like also how he is clearly made of rocks, and you're like, what should we call him? Thing. He's a thing. It's like, why not Rock Man? you know? Yeah. Come on. Well, Mega Man in Japan took that, but, or was it Rock Man? No, I can't it just feels like Stan Lee in the 60s was running out of juice at that point. That was right before he invented the mutants and was like, you know what? They're just born that way. Where When he quit coming up with superpowers <laughs> and radioactive accidents, you know, he's yeah. like, uh, OK, this guy fell into gamma rays. This guy, I'm out of ideas. You know what? They're born like that. And that guy's called the thing. Yeah. Welcome to the it, show, it, Ryan. It, yeah, thank you. <laughs> this is fantastic. And now another question I have, though, okay. uh, is are we like Fantastic Four like current reboot or are we fantastic for like chris evans or are we fantastic for like that 90s film that no one watched that's the 90s film the roger corman version that's the one we yeah. are that that's one. we are so basically Bo is just a giant foam machine he's just yeah yeah he's wait, just like I'm wearing pretty sure wearing we're the version like a bad cosplay costume i'm ah. pretty sure we're the version from arrested development actually is there a Fantastic Four from Arrested Development? Yeah, remember that. Um, oh, what, what's his? The, the girlfriend um, was in a, a Fantastic Four. Tobias, Tobias, like makes like a new girlfriend, right? In the oh, first season, I have to watch and that she was again, in. Is this she, the, is this the Netflix seasons that yes. everybody's only watched once and then forgot existed? They were good. Oh, right. was the Netflix? Okay. Anyways, that's I, the Fantastic I, Four. We are. That's it's that okay. level. Yeah, I, I'm I'm fine with that. It, so it, anything's better than the reboot. So Ryan, to provide context, <laughs> it, mm -hmm. when each one of us introduces the show, we have maybe our gimmick. My gimmick is to attach one of us to some sort of pop culture thing. Normally, I go with you know threesomes in a P, you know PG way, groups of three okay. people. Uh, but in this case, he just, like, to, parentally you know, guides people through threesome. I think the porn industry has ruined any sort of sum, like sure. threesome, foursome. I know. You can't it's use true. it anymore without it I, sounding bad. I searched to prep for this. I searched greatest foursomes of all time. On the <laughs> no, <laughs> spent five hours uh, <laughs> looking at sites. The results were not good. You could have just oh. done the Fab Four. That's an easy one. Your oh, safe search Beatles. was off, probably. Oh, I could have done the Beatles. You could have done the Beatles. Next time. Next time you have a guest on, you can do the Beatles and make sure it's a British person that you have on. Yeah, because I used the Who has to be Ringo, though? Huh? Let's face it. He's the best. Ringo. Yeah, Ringo's pretty good. Ringo's the best. He's the most number one hits after the Beatles broke up. Oh, would be Ringo. You would be John Lennon, Mike. That's I'm Paul true. McCartney. Skip piece and, of chance, Ryan, people. You'd, you'd be George Harrison in this context. Who's George Harrison? 
Ryan Murphy. The problem with this foursome of the Beatles is that no one's a punchline in this. That's the issue. Ringo. Yeah, they're all really good. Oh, but Ringo, Ringo is not a See, punchline. Crofton he's, he's got to call it. Mike the Invisible Woman, and he got to call me Thing. Meanwhile, um, praising our host by giving him the Human Torch, which Crofton would have taken if he weren't here, because it is the coolest. Yeah. But it he didn't kind of forget himself one. and made himself leader. The reason it took five hours was to find the perfect foursome that had two slams in it and two uh, compliments. <laughs> so I, mean, yeah, you could, I yeah. know Crofton. <laughs> it, it takes a lot of work, Bo. All right. Well, um, speaking of a lot of work, uh, it takes a so lot of work to find a what Bo's topic, trying to do it? here, Ryan. I'll just explain. It's like he's trying to step in and host and, and do a segue, but oh. they're so horrible that I have to then come in and save the bit. So what's a segue? Explain like, what's a segue. It's a thing you write on, right? Well, technically, or it's uh-huh. it's it, it turn a phrase that allows us to move towards the random topic generator where we pull a random topic and discuss it on the show. So, for instance, Bo might be like, you know. Uh, he knows I, how I was... it works, Crofton. <laughs> what? He knows how it works. And I will say, say something and I will make it a segue. Um, Crofton is uh, really stupid. <laughs> Well, this is but this is one of the worst ones ever, and we've had yeah. some doozies. Speaking of things that are really stupid, let's try using our old antiquated piece of technology to determine a random topic and pull out uh, a random topic once Mike starts the machine. Mike, over to you. What a segue! <laughs> that was rough, but but yeah, let's let's start the machine. All right. Well, uh, uh, Mike, give it a pull. There it goes. It's gone. <laughs> Uh, the topic today is uh, cosmetics or makeup. They're lumped together. Oh, we did this last week, a lumping of topics. Well, well, oh, yeah. So, yeah, it also it even includes perfume. So we're just saying like cosmetic. <laughs> okay. Cosmetic. So ma- male and female too, like b- b- cologne and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, of course. I think of Bo is our probably our local expert on the guy who has like drenched himself in Axe body spray for most of <laughs> well as long as I've known him. All down his shirt, it's everywhere. Yeah. Uh, and that's yeah. a cosmetic product. It's a perfume for men, a scent for men. But they wouldn't call it a perfume, right? It'd be like a cologne. Said musk. It's a spray. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. You're- I'd like yes. to point out. Well, is there? There's kind of a. Okay, we're talking about cosmetics, so yeah, it's a I, cosmetic so, so scent is involved. Visual scent enhancements are involved, even though mm-hmm. I'm sure to people who are well invested in this might say that there is a distinction between the two. Um, let's, what about deodorant? Because, well, that's what I'm saying. There's, you might call that a hygiene product. There, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely more of a hygiene thing, and I and I think that. Uh, you're right. Like there is a difference between cosmetic and makeup, but then there are things that you can kind of like push off the list. But that's if you're trying to be negative. Like if we're trying to be negative about cosmetics and makeup, and we say, well, let's not include the necessities like Axe body spray and cologne. <laughs> necessities, see, like, like I don't know. Like cologne, cologne, I would think is a cosmetic, but some people just some people like slather it on so it's almost like it's only a cosmetic if they're using it in a negative connotation if they're just if they're just wearing it to smell a little nice right. no i guess that would be no, no let's let's settle cosmetic. it here cosmetics are are for appearances which include mm-hmm. fragrance and 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 um, visual appearance and i totally didn't just quickly google search to answer it. my question that came off the there top you... of my head it was quite impressive oh. i uh, i used to work for uh health back when i was employed uh, Health Canada, and there was this like consumer product safety branch that that uh, I worked with, and they had it was called the Cosmetics Hot List, which is essentially a list of toxic chemicals that uh, might may appear in cosmetics, and then they may or may not take action to ban them. But I was I, I just think of it as interesting is that people slather themselves in these things that have all kinds of known carcinogens, and you know, you're ho- we're hoping that the government for the most part will say like, yeah, you can't put that in it, but Again, it's cosmetic in the sense that, like, it's it, it really is there. I mean, cosmetic is self-explanatory. It's 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 a cosmetic thing. It's not like you don't. It's not medicine. You don't need it to live. It doesn't sustain you. It's there to make you appear 
different. I mean, and some would say better to enhance your appearance and to ha- mm-hmm. enhance how you appear to someone might include a, a pleasing fragrance as you enter the room. Uh, yeah. So is this a scent free podcast? Is that what I'm understanding? Yeah. No. Until the internet figures out the smell of vision thing. So, and then this whole place would smell like Axe. Um, Axe. <laughs> are you all Axe? Is that what I'm No, no. Is no. this sponsored by Axe? They're trying to make fun of me by saying that I put so much on because it might have done that a couple of times in my younger days. Do you like fly out the uh, the bathroom door like with your shirt off and do the X in the middle of the air and do like a rock on extreme? Because that's why I assume. No, I do does. more like a squirt in the neck here, squirt in the neck here, uh-huh. a quick um, paintbrush like you know like a Jackson Pollock on the chest, draw an arrow, shh, you know like, shh. and then um, a little spray down my pants for good luck and then so do you like you don't spray it in the air and do a little dance through it what's that you don't that's spray it in the air and do a little dance through it no 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 that's not my Spread ritual around. my ritual is a is a like i said uh two neck sprays a jackson pollock on the chest and a little crotch uh, dab and, and, can, and done like if but i use it burnt. way uh-huh. less than i used to it's only if there's like an important like function like a team meeting of some kind and literally no one's smelling my crotch so i don't know why i just feel like it's good luck to put a little dab in there i like uh, how it's an important thing so it's like bo gets a visit with the queen he's like okay now it's time for the breakout the axe she expects it <laughs> on the crotch no, no, not a long one it's a little it's, it's, it's a little dab and it's not it don't apply it directly to the to the appendage. I get it. Just, you, you spray you got, it's important to put the pants on first so that it traps the scent in there and just provides an, you know, an environment <laughs> of, of nice smell. Yeah, and it would be worse if you were doing that with like a roll-on. Like if you were just like, okay, a little here, a little here, a little here, and then just a little bit. One of these and days, then- something's going to happen where, you know, you might just see someone and you might there might be passion and you might want to just like, boom, make love right there on the spot. I need to be ready for that. So you don't want to strip open your pants and smell like a wet diaper or something in there. You want to Depends smell you're walking around that day, right? So, you want to make sure you're fresh. So like so, it's, it's it's meant to, to to ferment over the course of the day into a nice. I I, I got to redirect before I vomit. Yes, please but, do. So so here's the thing: it's odors and scents. Like before we get into all of uh, cosmetics, just talking about this. Like I work in in an office and we receive notices all the time about you know please be sensitive when applying uh, um, sprays and scents and all that sort of thing because people have a tremendous amount of sensitivities my wife in fact has a lot of these sensitivities as well and if you ever go to a store like Sears or whatever the bay like a big shop shopping uh, um, center generally the the main floor often has the perfumes section and you I walk through that and I, I don't even know what the idea is. Like, let's put all the different smells in one room and see which one comes out on top. Like, I, I pretty much immediately get a headache and I'm not that sensitive to smells. I don't really understand – like, I understand deodorant because, like, you want to conceal smells to a certain extent. But, like, mm-hmm. these high-potency perfumes often – for a long time tested even on animals and stuff like i i don't i don't get why you would wear like i i don't get why you'd wear these things i i like Bo, bo's making some some argument but i just see like if i put mm-hmm. myself in a woman's shoes and i was like oh, okay you know i like this guy but he smells really really strongly like this axe body spray that makes me more attracted to him like I, less i would feel well Holy- i mean to, to be devil's advocate here a bit like i've definitely smelled some perfumes on women that are appealing smells that that i, I would never place anywhere else like i think of things like not even being attracted to them or not but like when i was a kid my friend's mom wore this certain type of perfume and if i get a whiff of that i think of her and it's not like anything it's just that I, I now associate that that scent with this person and i can think of several other people i've known in my life where you're like and you might not smell that thing again for years and you you smell it somewhere someone's wearing the same perfume and it just it, it triggers a memory and i think that some people are, are, are they, they become like 
they have a certain perfume and that's what they wear that's like becomes part of their essence and and then mm-hmm. and then it maybe sticks in your memory a little bit like like scents are very memory inducing and uh and and there are some nice smelling perfumes when I mean, you smell them not mixed with a hundred other perfumes i agree that is just like it's like mixing colors together when you mix colors all the colors together you get brown and it's the same with color with with scent you mix it all together you just get like blah that's the smell of brown it sounds and, like <laughs> a, a, you know like someone yelling it smells like someone yelling at you yes. basically it's like <laughs> i don't understand where these scents are coming from but they're I think like, and it's tough, right? When it comes to, and I think the reason we're sticking to cologne because it's the easiest one for four guys to discuss. I think like we're not going to go out and talk about mascara. I mean, we'll get around to that, I'm sure. But uh, when it comes to cologne and perfumes, uh, you, I, you're absolutely right. Like a little bit amount of a good scent is is perfect, and it's a good accent to kind of like make sure people when they meet you, it's not like they're going to be like, oh, you smell fantastic. It's more like you don't smell like a pile of garbage, which, I mean, that's good. You kind of want to not smell like a pile of Does garbage. Does anyone else want to share their their um, cologne or scent rituals? Like, I, I, Ryan, I, I take I it you're I had enough year little, and years. I don't need to hear I know. I'm that. done. It's just I want everyone else to have a turn up. Ryan, it sounds it's like you're, you're a put a little on your hand kind of guy and like that, no. you know? No, I'm I am a, a deodorant roll. Like my dad would have the the deodorant roll, and that was it. That's what that's what I use. I just do a little bit on the armpits, and I'm I'm the type of guy that doesn't like run smelly. So by the end of the day, like I'm still good after just a little bit. Not that I'm saying you run smelly, but oh, I definitely no, run the, smelly. He, that's what he yeah. does run smelly. But I, oh. I I'm men speed stick, same deal. Boom, yeah. boom. That's it. And I don't run smelly either. So now when I shave, then I then I smell. But I I'm like I, my facial hair doesn't grow fast enough where that adds to the scent. It's like maybe once a week where it's like, oh Ryan, you shaved today, and I can smell it. And I think that adds to the scent as well. But I'm not like doing the perfume. I don't even wear cologne when I'm going somewhere fancy. I just I'm not a big fan of scents. I'm, I don't necessarily need to be in a scent free environment. And I appreciate perfume perfumes, but I'm not gonna go out and say oh i'm gonna put this put this on and do this whatever that is it looks like you're trying to like rub shackles off yourself like it's just i don't know it's weird i, I don't do the perfume mike uh, you, yeah, your mike, ritual is your, uh, not nothing yeah. right? I, nada i do not use any products <laughs> wow you didn't even use deodorant no I, I used to i used to and it's like but i found the, the less i've used them the less i smell i mean if i'm outside doing some sweaty work all day and i'm sweating yeah i need a shower and then i have one and clean myself with soap and then I smell like a peach uh, for quite a long time. But I'm not a sweaty person. Like it, I have to be really doing something physical to start sweating. And uh, my my wife doesn't complain, so I feel like it's a uh, yeah. I don't need it. But I feel like when I used to use it, I felt like I needed it. And then it was like, well, was, well let's examine that phenomena too, because the scent it's not for your loved one. Like it might be, but but it isn't because. We all have a scent, and I think the more that you're in a relationship with someone, you get used to their smell and you get to like it. Even if it's kind of stinky, it's kind of them. And as Mike pointed out, you have those positive associations, so it becomes more of a positive smell than you think. I think for me, and and I'd like to move into some of the other aspects of cosmetics, but for me, it's more about how am I going to feel about myself throughout the day. If I... If I don't put deodorant on, I've got I've got to make an impression throughout the day. I don't want to have anxiety that there's a problem. And yes, in the past, you know, I used we used to go to the clubs on the weekend, Mike, and I used to overindulge, and that was out of pretty much insecurity. I probably didn't need to do that, but but for the most part, in professional day to day life, I I like to have that as an option to put something nice on. In order to, you know, feel like uh, I just don't have to worry about that throughout the day. I'm covered. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think you put your finger on something to, to, to kind of move into the other end of um, cosmetics. We're talking about makeup and all that stuff, too. Mm-hmm. I think you probably put your finger on the uh, – how did you word it? It's how – Insecurity? I anxiety? I want to feel about myself yeah. all day. Because I think initially, like, like I would my initial take on makeup, and most men, and this is kind of a weird topic for four guys to discuss, because generally makeup is something that men do use, but to a lesser extent, clearly, mm-hmm. and uh, and it'd be like, oh yeah, we don't need makeup, blah blah blah. And and my wife does not never puts makeup on, and she's beautiful. And uh, on like once a year, she might put it on, and I'll be like, whoa, who's this? Uh, and um, but I don't think it's it's different, but I, I don't think of it as better. She's certainly not 
prettier or or less pretty um, with with without makeup. I prefer without makeup, but that's again. It, it comes down to that whole thing like she does she doesn't want to put makeup on because she might feel like hey, that's how I feel good all day not wearing makeup but there might be some other people that for for whatever reason they want to feel good about themselves all day so they put on some makeup because like my knee jerk is to kind of crap on makeup is to be like you don't need that you're, you're a beautiful person have confidence in yourself you don't need to put on the slather on this toxic goo it's not always toxic but you know sometimes it's not good or great for you mm-hmm. But, you know, I don't want to put my own views on how someone else is feeling about themselves. You know, it's a very personal thing. So I think you put your finger on it there a little bit. Yeah, uh, like on the topic of makeup, it's interesting because uh, like you, uh, the only experience I have with makeup is uh, my wife, Ashley, who doesn't wear makeup, but will occasionally wear makeup for special events and, you know, weddings and and the yada yada, maybe like uh, an important bit. Actually, I don't know. It's been, it's been, anyways, I don't know a whole lot about makeup, but uh, I know that she prefers not to wear it. And uh, I'm in the same opinion. Like, I think it looks great without, she looks great without makeup and she looks great with makeup. Doesn't matter to me whatsoever. And it, it, it honestly feels weird talking about this sort of stuff because, like you said, it's very personal. And, but I can say that when it comes to makeup, like a little bit goes a long way for my personal taste like I, I both on men and women like a lot of makeup like just feels like ugh, guys come on like it's, someone takes a bucket of water and throws it on you like i doubt all that's waterproof i think of that simpsons episode where they have that shotgun that shoots who is it someone oh uh, homer's like, homer's an inventor for like a weekend and he, he invents the uh the, yeah, the makeup it's just, shotgun. It's like a shotgun that shoots like a clown face onto Marge <laughs> or something. Oh, it's like, set to yeah. clown. Let me just fix that. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, back back. I just wanted to touch once more, like because I was saying that Bo had put his finger on it about the it's about how you feel all day when you wear perfect mm-hmm. uh, a scent. You're like because you want to feel good about yourself all day, and makeup's the same. And we we're I, just not to go back to what I just said, but I will say I do have personal experience wearing makeup. So I as a teenager, I had some bad acne. And I will tell you, when you're a teenager and you feel like, you know, anxiety ridden to begin with, and then you have a whole bunch of acne, you don't feel very good about yourself. So I definitely used to wear the, like, cover-up makeup, you know, and you get this thing. And uh, let's face it, I, you know, you're not fooling anyone. I'm sure I was like, look, oh, that guy's got a lot of acne. But it kind of made a situation that I felt really self-conscious about in high school. Uh I felt like it softened it. But then the interesting, I guess, counterpoint was that is that I felt self-conscious about wearing the cover-up too because I'm like, oh, I'm sure people can see the cover-up. But it it, it did help me get through my get through my days, I guess, where I was – well, you know, I suffered, had a lot of anxiety at that time and felt like my appearance wasn't helping anything. So the makeup helped me out, you know, and, uh, and, I, and I think that anyone who doesn't feel fully confident, maybe it's a way to make them feel a little better about themselves and – so, so, so I think there is a point there. It's it's not hard to have empathy for because we've all seen that person who's like, and well, let's say it, women, all right, who's wearing too much makeup, and some of us who may not like it may also find some derisive humor in it. But but certainly, if you're feeling some empathy, like if you've gone through an experience like what Mike's said, or or anything like that, where you're doing a thing to help make you feel better in a certain social situation. It's not hard to see that this person maybe has an extreme insecurity about about needing to look a certain way, to feel a certain way in social settings, and to not be so harsh on those individuals uh, for that reason, I guess, at the very least. it's. I feel like too much makeup is also often associated with, in women, vapidity um, and sluttiness and stupid, like all kinds of derisive things as well. But I'm not so sure... That that isn't a little too harsh. Um, that's just my take on it, though. Yeah. Like, like, because because you're talking about. Well, I have a legitimate excuse. I kind of look nasty, so it helped me make me feel better. Because mm-hmm. I know I look nasty, but some people who you might say, "Damn, they're, they're they're like beautiful." I'm sure I would see them modeling in a you know Sears catalog or something like that. They probably think they look nasty. You know what I mean? It's not about what you think or what general consensus mm-hmm. is. It's about how the person feels about themselves and this, you know, the standard of beauty that we have that we put women through specifically more so than men by a mile. Um, 
so so I think that's because I don't want us to be the conversation to kind of be like, well, we're dudes and we don't know what we're talking about because um, we're like half of the world and, and we help make half of it. And and I think a certain part of the population, if even if women, female population, even if we were like, well, it's because of societal norms and feminism and and that's why pe- women shouldn't wear makeup and they have to be, you know, some of them actually just enjoy it. I've spent some time studying theater and and you know makeup is often used in large hall performances not even theatrical it could be uh, singing it could be concerts you would wear make you wear makeup so that people can see you in sharper contrast from farther distances so there could just be an element of fun associated with makeup and makeup to look attractive or to feel well put together so so i'm i'm there... kind of, i don't i'm not sure where i'm going with this other than to say well, I think he, that the string from our conversation on, you know, making ourselves smell nice for social situations should be considered as we speak about something we know less about, which is wearing foundation and eyeliner and lipstick and right. other things. Yeah. There's a lot to un- there's a lot to unpack there and both both brought up a, a lot of points, but I think really when you boil down makeup and cosmetics, they come in two real flavors and one is concealer and one is enhancer. Um, and when when we um, when we were talking about scents, um, we we talked about wearing you know deodorant to to hide our sort of the the way that we smell. So we're trying to conceal that. Whereas if you're putting on a little little scent that you want to sort of maybe enhance and leave a mark with, that's something different. And it's the same like with with Mike talked about the the makeup for acne, but but any sort of makeup that you would you know they call it concealer, the foundation that you put on, and that essentially is is there to hide perceived imperfections. And then then stuff like you know eyelash uh, uh, enhance enhancement makeup, mascara, uh, lipstick, which may be it is available with like shining and all sorts of different stuff that's meant to maybe enhance natural things or add maybe even add things that aren't there. It's kind of done for, for, um, you know, different purposes. And I definitely do understand the concealing. And, and I think that Mike made a very, very good point when talking about acne, but there's other, you know, there's people that have had accidents. There's, there's, um, there's uh, all, uh, t- teens for for sure that are going through uh, changes, and then there's just people that for whatever reason don't feel maybe they have lots of blemishes on their skin naturally or or what have you, uh, and, and and are looking for a, a way to to feel better about themselves, and and that's that's fine. It's the enhancement stuff for me is the stuff that I find a little bit more. Uh, I don't want to say distasteful, but it it's a reflection of the society that we're in, right? And 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 that these beauty standards have been set, and to reach these beauty standards, it, it involves different levels of you know artificiality and that sort of thing, um, and and part of that is 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 this enhancement makeup. So I I understand the concealers a little bit more than the enhancers, which I find I find a little less less cool if that makes sense. Hmm. Yeah. I- it's a, it's it's tough with makeup because you have uh, there's so many uses for makeup. There's so there's a vast array, like you mentioned, you know, uh, like prosthetic makeup. Like, are we even are we even incorporating sort of movie magic into this? Where uh, you know, television, where a newscaster has to get the uh, you know the the classic like, oh, let me powder ya and, and shine, and sure, shine, yeah, and that enhances sort of not just your experience on camera but the the viewer's experience to be like oh man his cheekbones are you know i can i can really tell the definition i don't know what it does i oh, just like, know that like there's that spot you know, always when we do the show where my forehead like it, you bl- you'd be blind if you stared right here so if i right. had some you foundation need, some or foundation my- on there so we just need and I, I mean i have the same way like i have uh, i have highlights in in the office here and i just haven't like figured it out or, or whatever but uh it's it's a tool that we often yeah you're perfect it's true i cannot compete with this uh but i think that when it comes to makeup and cosmetics sometimes it can be considered you know a tool of the trade when it comes to sort of making sure someone you know looks like they have a big nose when they're playing richard nixon or uh make sure someone looks like they're missing their lower jawbone in the walking dead it's it kind of, like it goes on that aspect as well. I don't know if if you guys would consider that in in that big loop. I mean, you definitely kinda... don't buy zombie makeup at Sears. 
in the same in the same uh in the, well maybe you do buy zombie makeup at sears but you don't buy it in the same like perfume aisle right um so there it kind of it goes all over the place the, the, it being a tool kind of thing is a very, is a very interesting point and well that's one that i think is is well taken and, and often when we discuss these things there's there's a little bit of like oh you're gonna throw the baby out with the bathwater kind of thing because you think of like oh people who really like i think of my younger days with acne or people that might have a scar that really makes them feel and that that kind of makeup just to make them get through their days you're like oh you know i won't i wouldn't don't want to call that bad but i mean Bo brought up this point, and and Crofton, and I think he's totally right about it. there's those two types, right? And the enhancing one, he was saying, you know, more of a problem with. And I'm sure it's not like Crofton just like, oh, women wear that and they don't look good or whatever. I'm sure what he was also saying, which Bo also talked about, is it's the larger, it's the cultural thing. It's the fact that we put so much credence and and way way as we mentioned, way more pressure on women for this to look a certain way, and 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 then so you you know we were saying like, oh, makeup. Or perfume makes might make you feel better about yourself uh, throughout the day when you go through a day, and isn't that good? But is that only the case because we have applied these like these crazy high standards that everyone should look like a touched-up model on the cover of a magazine, and people trying to achieve these things through enhancement makeup to look essentially unreal, and that we're judging each other so much by these like uh, superficialities of like what do you? You know, do, are you, as Donald Trump would say, is she a 10 uh, or are you somewhere else? You know, and, and is that, you know, like, and, and so I tie that in and I'd like to tease apart those like makeup as a tool from this kind of like we, we've we made ourselves in this culture of superficiality where everyone has to look super good and you can't go at the house looking like that. And then, but I would, you know, I would want to say, but, but why not? Like, do you have good ideas? Are you an interesting person? Are you a nice person? Like, those are the qualities and in, in, in those, you know, you might not can't tell that from someone walking down the street. So hopefully they're good looking. Is that what we're is that what we've sunk into, I guess? And is, you know, makeup's a component of this. And I have issues with that. I think I wish it wasn't like that. I, I kind of disagree with you. I think I think that we have cultural biases. And I think I think looking good, uh, the whole makeup aspect of of feeling good in social situations that aren't, you know, concerts or movie magic or for medical purposes if you know you just look like you're you're a leper and you want to fit in with modern society so makeup seems like charitable like every anything beyond what you can your your rational mind would say like this is a clear use case for makeup no question it's a definite benefit everything else is like it's just because you want to look pretty and there's always that this link i think to like energy someone who spends energy trying to look good is someone not spending energy on being a substantive person or a person of substance rather all people are substantive because we're made of stardust but <laughs> i've been listening <laughs> a lot of neil deGrasse, neil deGrasse tyson um all right so um so the point is i think is that i think it, what's what's the name for that it's um it's a it's a, it's a bum argument there's some kind of special term for like when you take two things a and try fallacy, no. sure. Let's say it's a fallacy. Um, it's not mutually exclusive, but something along those lines. Like it's just it just the, the the argument against both actually doesn't connect. Just because your experience might be, all the people that I see in, in the media I consume and know in real life, if they have a tendency to be into makeup, they also have a tendency to. I find them very boring. Some of them very dumb. Their behavior irritates me. So I'm I'm I had now all of these conclusions like when we're talking about makeup makeup right that, that's a tough one I I think like I know people who use makeup and use perfume and they are fascinating wonderful people and I don't it, I don't think it necessarily means if you're using makeup then you're ultimately like that's your hobby and you're you know just not as interesting but I think that makeup can be used in a bad way which ex, which leads to experiences like you're like it's the beauty standard that I think if you remove it from the equation, which I know you can't because it's everywhere. If you ever watch the CW, it's like just a walking ad for Sears uh, or whatever the, I don't know why we're uh, picking on Sears today. JC Maybe Penny. because they need the advertising. But uh, I think that, I, I think that they're, it's a personal thing. And if you remove the, the aspect of beauty, some people just, you know what? It's, it's nice to put on a little lipstick. It's nice to do the, the, the eyes and this is how much knowledge i have i know you do the eye thing the mascara i know there's like 
pads or something that yeah. you 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 blush or whatever, and and then the lipstick. And there's I'm sure there's many other things. I, that I you think can do, they're but... called tampons, but I, I could be wrong. I, I don't know. What? Oh wait, that's I, I something don't else. Know. I, I don't know. About that. <laughs> I was making a joke. I was making like oh, okay. a yeah. Just don't I, run I, for president. Though. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. I think there's 170. No, 169. Uh, recorded episodes of why none of you should run for prime minister. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. shots fired. Fair enough. <laughs> um, I, hey, there's way more, there's lots of internet content out there. Oh, the like, if I ever ran for Bo's, prime minister, Bo's like, mom said I should run for prime minister. Oh, oh there's an endorsement right there. You'd have one vote unless I ran against yeah, it. Yeah, it's one, um, one more than you guys. She endorsed you over her son. What is that? <laughs> yeah. Sorry, uh, Bo. So, I would just I would just say like because Ryan made me think about. And, and Bo about how people are presenting themselves. And I, I recognize that, like, you could argue to a certain extent that that makeup and cosmetics allow, uh, is essentially you lying to the world or to the public, presenting a dishonest facade. And I, I took a ride with a taxi driver the other day. And, you know, you're just trying to make – it's like going to the hairdressers. You're making conversation and – you just like you want to be politer in the ride, and he's just talking. We ended up talking about uh, about oh the ladies they wear too much makeup these days and all this. And he's talking, and he, he's like, I tell you a story, one hundred percent true this story. And, I, and and right off, I was like, this is probably not, not true. a true story. No, and yeah, he 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 talked about this guy who like was a friend of his who was dating this woman who who whatever they got they got married and and the, the day after the wedding the morning after the wedding was the first time he ever saw her without makeup <laughs> and uh, oh, he possible. thought that there was an intruder in his house and then he immediately got a divorce what? and. Uh, and uh, yeah, a hundred percent true, Ryan. The taxi driver told me. Oh, and, I believe uh, <laughs> I believe all taxi drivers when they tell me that. Of course, that's the fare, and I took the direct route. Yeah, or you know, you trust the ones that tell you they'd be interested in trying to eat other people, which happened to me. Well, well, look, but, but, wait, but just to just to I'm put just, to put credence before, to that, because yeah. my brother dated just as just a little to back up that guy. My brother dated this girl for many years. And he said he never saw her without makeup because she would get up at least an hour and a half before him. And that was her routine in the morning, hour and a half, which involved a lot of makeup. Uh, and, and and that was it. And he, and he as, far as, as far as I was aware, had basically never seen her without makeup. And she wouldn't let him see her without makeup. So yeah, I don't know, 100% true. It's, but stuff like that. Well, I have an opinion. <laughs> like, don't Wait. confound a sick person with the substance that they're using to engage to to no. uh, propagate their sickness right no i that's you're you guys are getting you you're going down a rabbit hole of like extremes here but i i'm saying the the original question i'm bringing up is like is just the act of wearing makeup presenting you yourself in a di- in in a way that you are not um is to the world is that in itself an act of dishonesty no that's what I'm. That's what yeah, I, I want to let everyone answer, but my answer is no. It, it's not right? because I, Why not? I think just, when you just say quick. that about someone who has a tattoo and like they have like a sleeve tattoo, it's like, oh well. That's you not your epidermis. Before. That's you're a picture. Not, yeah, of... you don't have a giant tiger breathing fire on a roll mat or whatever. Right. Like that's that you weren't born with that. And and I think there's like we talk about the extremes of like people getting up early, an hour and a half to apply makeup. Like honestly, in my experience with Ashley putting makeup on. I mean, I'm usually the one making a slate like, because like, she just puts on the basic stuff, like a little lipstick, and you know, I'm not gonna go through that embarrassing. What is this? And you know, and hi Ashley, like she's in the other room. I can bring her in and be like, okay, how does makeup work? You but, know, uh, like think... like because like, like anyone who's wearing makeup, it's not exactly like you're like I can't tell if they're not wearing makeup. I feel deceived. You, you know, like like that story that the cab driver told is like some sexist BS. Well, and but, okay, but again, and I'm not trying to say that he's true, but I saw this. But you know, she's story. wearing makeup. Like maybe like, you're yeah, like, you know I didn't wearing, expect you, know, you to look like that without the makeup yeah, on. But, but you okay, know, but you Bo, can say, please let me see you without makeup before I marry you. Let me you. let me just. Okay, so you you can find these things on the internet, which are like makeup artists who do these like transformations, and they'll show these videos of the, of someone like. They'll show the picture of the made-up person, and then they'll show like this reverse clip of them undoing the makeup. And some of it is pretty amazingly different, where you're like the person with no makeup 
you know, at the end you think, you know, okay, I'm looking at like a supermodel or whatever. And then once the makeup's all removed, you're like, oh, she just looks like anyone I might see on a bus or on a street. Like pretty amazingly different. And if you were that good at makeup and you did it all the time and then you married someone and then uh, you woke up the next morning and they looked quite different, I think there is a little bit of, uh, you know, disingenuousness there where it's like you're not, you know, you're like, oh, I didn't know that's what I was getting. I mean, I like the fact that my wife doesn't wear makeup. There's certainly no surprises. <laughs> I mean, of like, oh, all of a sudden it was like completely different or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, there, there's a difference yeah, between I, I don't a person know. I think being dishonest. There. There's a difference between a person being dishonest and then saying everyone who uses this item is just dishonest by default. That's my answer to the question. I think no, it, I'm just saying, is there yeah. an act? Is it in itself somewhat of, of a little bit of a dishonest act? And just going to Ryan's tattoo example, because that made me think of something, because the difference between a tattoo and makeup, most makeup, is that a tattoo is permanent, right? Whereas makeup is like you put on and you take off. So mm-hmm. it's like putting on a mask or taking off a mask. However, there are is permanent makeup like there are like people people can go and get permanent makeup now i'm not sure if you guys have ever heard of this but like it the thought of it really not only grosses me out kind of disturbs me the idea that they get they get this permanent makeup and it, it never comes out and so i think to myself if i'm disturbed by the fact that that they they can't take this stuff off or that it's permanently part of them then why am i even like liking it or endorsing it to begin with because like why is the temporary stuff all right but the permanent stuff that's gross and disturbing at least for at least for me it makes me question the whole thing well and then you're just you're the slope continues on down to cosmetic surgery and we've talked about like permanent body enhancements which you know when we've talked about cosmetic surgery are literal changes but you know permanent uh eyeliner is i mean fundamentally a change to your appearance it's near it's not surgery but it's in that same vein mm-hmm. and and we've been pretty decisive about about cutting off like you know the whole the whole movie magic type of makeup theatrical all that cosplaying which i'm a big fan of i think that's great involves a ton of makeup and that's for fun and that's really cool and in fact, I know uh, Ryan, your partner in crime over on the Gamers Inn, Jocelyn mm-hmm. Moffat, who's a pretty fabulous person, does her get nailed thing on Twitch, which is yeah. painting her nails, and she's really into it. That stuff's all for fun and all cool. Like I don't, I don't see how that's a, a different creative endeavor in any capacity than anything else. I think when we talk about makeup, as in like I'm going to work today and I'm putting on makeup, or I'm going on a date. We're talking about dress codes. We're talking about social norms and what you know, and gender roles, and and that's what we're having. If we have a problem with something, with with the act of makeup being deceitful or the act of inequity between the sexes, because one has to paint themselves up to feel normal, and the other one can just roll out of bed and spray a bit of axe in his pants and be good, um, you know that that's that. Those are social inequities. Those are not to be laying at necessarily the feet of makeup. Now, we can talk about the horse shit that makeup companies go through to make some of their products because I think that's a giant pit. Well, and, of, and beyond that, the marketing but, of it, the, the selling of mm-hmm. the look that they're trying right. to sell you. Right, which we can, get, we can get into, but I'm here. saying yeah. the makeup itself because is it deceitful? Like the products themselves, outside of your case use scenario, I think they're fairly benign and fairly cool. And if you want to have fun with them, do what you want with them and change your body with them. Like I think that's great. There yeah, is we're a strictly talking about products. There is a beauty those... machine that cosmetics are a part of, though, and I think mm-hmm. that's where maybe we're going to start picking at problems with our but, but social. Bo, you just went through. You went through a bunch of things yeah. and are like, "This is the really important things." Where you're like, "Is it fair that one entire sex has to, you know, wear this to conform right. to beauty standards or whatever?" That's not and a it's problem like, with we makeup. We can't ignore those things. I'm not saying like, we ignore it. I'm just those, saying that's not the fault of makeup. The idea of cosmetics, that's not 
it, I think it's benign. I think it's okay that we use them. I think we're talking mm-hmm. about our. I d- I disagree. <coughs> I mean, like those two are okay. intrinsically linked. Like makeup exists because of these standards, right? Like and like I mean, there are different ways. I don't want to take away from the cosplaying or the the cosmetic, uh, as uh, the um the the role playing element of it. The disguise doing a Halloween costume and painting your face for me is not the same thing as a daily, uh, you know, makeup ritual to make yourself feel prettier like they're they're different things yes they use the same products and i understand what you're saying about products like the they're tools in a way that you can use them for different things i could take lipstick and write a bloody message on the wall if i wanted to make somebody think it was a serial killer but it's it the main the main intention of them is to is to beautify yourself alongside societal norms okay. if that stuff didn't exist maybe the norms would be less stringent right Sure. And I think that I'm, I'm alluding to that point is that we're, we're talking about cosmetics and makeup. It's, it's I think it's still very large. And I think personally, my opinion is that is OK. But I think that there there are gender inequities or that do result in pushing standards of beauty, which sells beauty products, which are perhaps unnecessary to go to the office meeting if you're a woman to try and look good or, or to do that. At the same time, you will talk to women who enjoy putting on makeup, who think nothing of it, who who enjoy it. So who am I to say, the male patriarch, mm. to be like, lipstick is part of the big capitalist machine and gender holding you down. And they're just like, fuck you. Like, <laughs> you know, like, let me wear the thing. Anyway. I have kind of like two. <laughs> I've been trying to te- te- like, because there's part of this when I think about it that I really think a lot of this is this societal overlay of expectations and beauty standards, which mm-hmm. which I think can cause insecurity. And then the cosmetic industry comes in with like, oh, we have a solution for you. Here's all these cosmetics. And then and that's like that irks me. That makes me think that's bad. OK, we shouldn't be actively trying to make people feel ugly and then selling them the solution to their ugliness. That's one thing where I'm like, I, I'm almost like 100 percent. I'd be like, that's bad. So and if and if and there I feel like there are for sure a segment of people who that's what is happening. Uh, they've been led to believe they're not beautiful or not good enough who they are, and then they're they're trying to change that to meet a societal norm. And I'd be like, that's a problem. And I would I would lump cosmetics as there as being part of the problem. But here, but the other angle that I have, and this is why it's more difficult, is that there are also a segment of people who just in their own skin, aside from societal overlays, do not feel as they are like they are and i think of people who are transgendered type who are transgendered people are, are dealing with other kinds of of identity issues or crises and that maybe something like makeup is just a way that some person who just doesn't feel right in their own skin can help them gain that confidence to feel more like who they are so it's like i feel like half of this stuff comes from inside a person and 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 really like I'm just trying to feel like myself and, and half of it comes from this external bullshit. And I'm like, ah, it's pulling at my head. Cause one of them, I'm like, okay, that's great. Like if, if really you feel like you having an identity crisis and something like cosmetics can help you look more like who you feel you are. I'm like, that's great. I would never tell someone they shouldn't do that. And it's like, if someone else is feeling bad because I don't look like the cover of a magazine and that's been put on you. I think that's a pile of shit and it's bad. Right. But those are wholly different things. You know? Well, it sounds like we're getting into verdict. So it's leading me towards quarter. where I'm going to uh, land. I, I want to. I, I, think, I think it's verdict time, to be honest with you. We just I'm going to open up the floor for our guest, Ryan, to have any closing thoughts, any burning things you want to say. Or you want Ashley wants you to say through you if she happens to be listening to you. And Ryan, right before I, I, you go, just, yeah, just go. save some save some juice for your verdict. Remember, you're going to have to soliloquy right after this, so don't oh, blow everything at once. But just any All closing right. any closing thoughts? Yeah, like uh, closing thoughts. Like I did, uh, I, I texted Ashley just like, "Hey, you want to pop it and talk about makeup?" And her answer was, "I don't wear much makeup." So I think when it comes to makeup. I always look at makeup as a personal decision. I, It's been years since I've sort of been, and I think I've gotten out of this sort of, the, we talk about the beauty norm. Like, I don't, I don't want to sound like pretentious or anything, but I don't really sort of have that in front of me anymore because I don't read magazines. I don't see much advertisement. I have TiVo, so I fast forward through all the commercials. I watch Netflix. I just don't the only time i see like that sort of like beauty norm is when unfortunately i'm watching something on the cw or something like where it's like everyone's pretty but that's tv so i kind of like that's it's fine and i know 
again, personally, it doesn't affect me, but there are people out there that um, see this sort of makeup thing and the TV thing and it affects their decisions and that's their their choice and and I think that we can all sort of kind of move in a direction that makes this world a better place so people don't feel like they have to they have to look a certain way but I don't think makeup certainly becomes this terrible thing just because certain people want to use it in 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 a light that sort of damns other folks in terms of using it like I think makeup can be used as a you know I've just I feel like spending the 15 minutes in the morning to get ready and put some lipstick on and do a little bit of other stuff. Like it doesn't always have to take a couple hours uh, is my understanding. Like you can wear, you can wear makeup and still just kind of like spend, like I said, I am the last person to get ready in this house, especially like even when we're getting ready for like a wedding or something like Ashley's got all her makeup on, she's ready to go. And I'm still trying to find where are my pants, you know, right. all so, I have to do, all I had to do was put pants on. So what you're saying Can't is if, if the topic was dragging our asses <laughs> in the morning that came out of the random topic generator, you'd be very well versed in this subject. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. But no, I, I think yeah, in terms of closing thoughts, I think this cosmetic, this idea of cosmetics, if we're looking straight at just talking about beauty products, yeah. then it's very tough because it's a very personal thing. And Bo's right, like, uh, you know, TV marketing doesn't make it easy for it to be a personal thing. But really, like, like for example, like, uh, you know, we have, uh, I have a son, Caden. We're looking to have more children. If I have a daughter, this is probably, like, probably the way I'll look at makeup is basically it's a personal thing. You know, a little bit goes a long way and it's just, it's, you don't have to necessarily look like, you know, this person on the CW, you know, cause we're, you know, we'll probably watch the CW because there's some quality programming on there. Um, but what I is the thing CW? you are too far. I have no clue what you're talking the about. The CW is like Supergirl and Arrow. The, the only shows I watch on CW None, is none of us have only my C- Crofted as cable. Do you? I... No. CW? C- I don't even. It used to be a W, the WB network and all that. Oh, yeah. No? I'm out of touch. Way back. (laughs) Hodgins, you're out of touch. Hey, uh, speaking of out of touch, uh, we should get rolling with the the verdicts and start with Bo uh, once once the uh, the jury jury, rolls through. The jury of farm animals are are coming in here right now. There's Bill. Bo probably needs to act spray because of the farm animals he lives with. Right? Order in the court. All right, so uh, it's time for verdicts, and um, this is kind of exciting. Who wants? Michael, I think you need to go first today. No, I already told you I'm hosting, and Bo's going first. You don't get to decide. It doesn't make you elector in chief. (laughs) I'll I'll go first. I'm ready to go first. All right, let's do it. All right, fine, go first. Okay, so. Talking about the, you know, I feel like the the difficulty with this thing is it's fraught with judgment. I really feel like Mm -hmm. cosmetics is. It's like, um, you know, you judge someone because they wear too much makeup. You judge someone because they, maybe they don't look good. You think they should wear makeup. (laughs) And I realize, like, I have a backwards bias towards makeup. I was thinking about, we've mentioned before on um, uh, our national news show on the CBC, there's this this panel of pundits. And there's this one woman named Chantelle Hebert, Crofton, you know who I'm talking about. And she does not wear makeup. This is a woman. And I think and, – and then there's often this other woman from the Huffington Post who's slathered in makeup. And I judge them reversely. I, I think I'm like Chantal Hebert I think of as like a brilliant woman who, who knows her shit. She's confident. She doesn't need to wear makeup. And I'm, so I'm judging this other woman for wearing makeup. And I realize that's a pile of crap too because I'm like she's also very smart. But I think of her as like, oh, less confident. That's why she has to put all this stuff on it. So like we're all – I'm like – I'm I'm kind of an anti-makeup person. I'm caught up in the bullshit of judgment around it. And it drives me kind of bonkers. Uh, and and then having talked about it and seeing where there are clearly positives where where it's used as a tool, uh, or where it's just used for personally, you really you're not being influenced by all, all these negative uh, societal overlays, and it still just helps you feel more like yourself. That's a good thing. So all taking all of it together, the natural verdict. For me, on this one, is clearly bullshit, and that's what cosmetics and makeup are—a big pile of bullshit. All right, well, you heard it but here. Not even the perfume could cover up the scent of that. Okay, so Croft and I assume you want me to go first. You have the look of someone who wants to go after me. <laughs> yeah, I definitely. I know that look. 
Uh, okay. Go ahead. Yeah, so I'm going to try and keep it as short as I can, which means this is going to last an hour. Um, but seriously, I think I've said all I had to say on the subject of makeup. I think it is definitely conflated with standards of beauty and the kinds of uh, body shaming that we do towards women. And I think there's a problem there that needs to be resolved. I think Mike said it better than I could say about feeling conflicted and feeling those biases about it. So I'm just going to say very generally, you know, I think when a woman puts on makeup, it doesn't make them more attractive, but it makes them attractive. I like it and I like them without. So I don't have a need either way. So I actually feel quite positive about this. And I don't, I think I don't judge someone based on the amount of makeup that they wear, actually. You listen to a person talk and maybe you start forming opinions about who they are, but definitely not the makeup thing. I find it can be attractive. I find it a bit of a shame that guys are so insecure that, like, the idea of putting, you know, lipstick on or, or changing your culture at home so that dudes can't still be, feel like they're, they belong to their gender and still, still wear makeup. Why not? Like, what is up with that? By the way, we didn't talk all episodes. Maybe I'd like to wear makeup, but I feel too much social pressure for my manhood and my masculine identity that I can't. So, and then, you know, in terms of cosplaying and in terms of all the fun stuff, if you want to be a goth, like all that cool stuff that you do with your makeup when you're part of a group like that, that's cool too. So I have to just say that I think... You know, everyone should wear makeup if they feel like it. And I don't think it makes them any worse or less of a person. Unless they're dressing up as a clown right now, which apparently that's a really bad thing to be doing. Because, you know, we can talk about symbolism, but you can use makeup to do all that stuff. Again, conflating other ideas with the idea of makeup and cosmetics. Spelling nice, looking nice, uh, making yourself feel more like the person you are through the use of these products is good. That is what I have to say about that. We could talk about the cosmetic industry sometime because a lot of animals uh, died. But well, we are we point. are talking about that's what we drew was cosmetics. Yeah, but and, I'm talking about like, the products. I'm not talking about the industry practices unless we. But could have. I mean uh, that that rolls in with this topic, and and I, I I look to to both you you and Mike who spent a lot of your verdicts talking about um, people and how, judging people. Uh, one way or another way, being attracted to people one way or another way. I definitely like. I oh, I'm first to admit that um, I am de- I'm warped by societal standards, and that like like if somebody's wearing makeup nicely and it's enhancing things and look, I think it looks nice. Like I'm totally like I'm not like oh makeup is disgusting, even though I find that permanent makeup kind of gross. <laughs> so I don't want I I don't want I I'm I'm not uh, I'm not being super hypocritical in where I'm going to go next with my verdict, which is I've, I've said a lot of negative things about makeup in on this show in the past. One of the trope arguments I use is if you removed something from the world, would it, would it make that world a better place, a worse place, or pretty much the same? I think if you took away all makeup from the world, it would make the world a slightly better place. And the reason, (laughs) and the reason I, I think that is, I think that, that the big companies that the deal in cosmetics have been known to do like animal testing and that's gotten better testing on all sorts of, you know, uh, kids I've heard about before. Like there's the whole sexual inequality where women are expected to wear X amount of makeup and men are not. We talked about that. I mentioned the sort of dishonesty in, in the way that you portray yourself. That's not as much a big deal, but there is something about, um, it enabling people like you could say it, it allows you to be more confident or it more, I'd say more accurately, it, it allows you to hide, um, uncomfortability, uh, uncomfortability with yourself. So like, I mean, to build that confidence, you sort of, you have to be yourself to a certain extent. And I do understand the, the hiding of acne and all those sort of things, but I don't think there's enough positive there to give a, give a pass to all of uh, cosmetics. And then there's the little things like the smell stuff gives people headaches. There are signs that say, don't wear, you know, don't wear them. There's toxic uh, um, ingredients in a lot of these things that are, that are making people sick. Like, I mean, there's enough negative in there that, that the small elements of positive uh, and I'm even including stuff like the the cosplaying or the the Halloween costumes. Really, that's very little positive to make up for all the negatives. So I am going to have to say that cosmetics are bad. 
All right. Three verdicts down, one to go. Ryan, you're here to decide it all for us. It's always tough going last uh, on this stuff. But uh, when it comes to cosmetics, I think, you know, when you look at the product, as a product, cosmetics, makeup is something that is a very, if you just look at the product, like it's still this personal decision. It should be a personal decision as to what you do. Like, and you can't just throw the industry under the bus. Yeah, the industry, every industry is terrible when it comes to selling products because the best way to sell products is to shame people into buying products. It's like, oh, you're going to want a Sega Genesis because it's better than the Nintendo Super Nintendo. Like, they've been doing it for years. So I've always been of the opinion that, you know, when it comes to any product, you have to have your, you have to make the decision for yourself and you should always normally avoid all marketing because it's usually pretty bad. So when we're talking about products, cosmetics, makeup, prosthetics, stuff like that. There's a lot of there's a lot of good there and we talk about judgment. Yeah, there's judgment out there, but again, that's a personal thing. Like you just have to choose to be a better person and not judge people when they're trying to when, when they put on a little too much makeup or not enough makeup or or whatever. It's it's a personal decision and you should be a better person not to kind of judge people. And I I I see where both coming from where sometimes it's just you can't help yourself, but like Human beings are judgmental. It's just whether or not you you act on it or you do something terrible with that judgment, like you know a lot of people are doing in the news these days. But uh, yeah, in terms of makeup and and cosmetics, I think as a personal decision, uh, makeup is good. Yeah, Tebow well, strikes again. I, I would just feel so terrible about throwing people under the bus because I know people who like to wear this stuff, like to wear makeup, even on special occasions just to feel, um, not even to feel something, just to like, I'm going out, I'm going to a special occasion, let's let's gussy up. And like, I don't wear a tie every day, only for special occasions. I would consider that sort of an added thing, you know? And refer and to our fair. dress code episode yeah. for more conversation yeah. than that ilk. That's fair. That's fair enough. I just was trying to move away from people and judging people and talk about the actual, you know, the actual thing and where it falls. That, that's why I, my my negative uh, feelings were more on how it how it is is ne- negative influence, not the people that choose to wear it. Because, like as I said, I find those people often look really great wearing makeup. It's, if it's you so have. Tough. You know. If you have opinions on on makeup, we would love uh, to hear the makeup cosmetics sense anything. So you can reach us at uh, goodbadbull at gmail dot com. Any other topics you want us to discuss, we would love to discuss on uh, the show. Um, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, uh, Google Play. We're on there. Give us some great reviews, five stars preferably. You can add little comments. Crofton, so good. Others not so good that sort of stuff um wow nice. you can yeah you can uh and of course uh we have patrons and i i would like to thank them uh we all would and uh they allow us to to do this and we really appreciate it if you want to be a, a, a patron you can go to patreon.com slash good bad bull um any every little bit helps and we, i'd like, and we, and I'd we like do, to point uh, out ryan himself is also a patron and his opinions are really good that's true ryan. i highly recommend it so we like to thank him yes. url he said <laughs> thanks now, ryan Speaking of Ryan, before I get into us less noteworthy peeps, let's 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 have Ryan plug everything that he's everything that he's doing because this is the plugging time. Ryan, please plug away. All right. Well, I will make it uh, short and sweet. Uh, Twitter at rmurphy uh, website ryanmurphy.ca where you'll find all my projects. Uh, you know, podcasting. There's the Gamers In that I do with Jocelyn each week, where we talk about video games. Uh, Zombies Ate My Podcast, where I am joined by Lou and Bob, where we talk about The Walking Dead. Negan, he's he's here. He's coming. He's going to hit oh. someone with a bat. Let's talk about it. Zombies Ate My Podcast.com. And finally, Sleeping with the Elephant, where I bring in lovely guests like you three to talk about Canadian and American culture. And uh, that's a show that I enjoy doing. I wish I could do more. And I'm hoping we can we can find a way to get you guys back on sooner rather than later. But uh, yeah, that's pretty much Ryan Murphy. Also, online. he's looking for an American co-host, I believe. I still think there's a job opening there. 
if you are an American listener and a yeah, we, uh, we the last few episodes we've had Canadians on, and I I have lined up a few more guests, but they're all Canadian, and I'm like, all right, I should probably like bookend these and get some because this is the issue, right? Most of my friends that are podcasters uh, hate Trump, and no one wants to talk about Trump anymore when you're an American because you're gonna have to, might have to live with that for four years. So if you're a Trump supporter. <laughs> Maybe that'd be something interesting to talk about, but it'd probably be a short podcast. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, I am looking for American listeners that would love to chime in. Uh, I, I probably just didn't need to do better work in finding hosts because I've, I've just been so busy. You lately. do great work. You're too hard on yourself, Ryan. And, uh, and the, the other thing, Ryan, I just want to give you an opportunity because I noticed you've been, uh, you've been getting involved in some sort of charity. And uh, right. this would be uh, maybe a good time to shout it out, huh? Yeah, thank you for reminding me. So October is a month where uh, we do this charity called Extra Life, which is 24 hour of 24 hours of gaming in uh, support of uh, a local hospital. So uh, I support Sick Kids Foundation, which is out of Toronto. Um, but uh, depending on who you support for Extra Life, there are hundreds of hospitals across the world through the Children's Miracle Network, uh, and. Personally playing for sick kids, you can go to extra-life.org slash participant slash Ryan Murphy to donate. We're going to be doing a huge amount of gaming on October 29th, probably starting in the morning. You'll be able to catch that all live, twitch.tv slash TV. And by donating, you'll be able to affect what games we play uh, and just have general fun and, and know that through gaming, we are helping kids. And like, who needs to run a long time for a charity let's just play some games <laughs> have some fun and who needs uh, to do exercise that's for to look at well um, the, the other thing i've always said is like 24 hours of anything is bad like you're not gonna have fun doing anything for 24 hours i don't know i think uh, sting might have a word or two with you regarding with respect to sting? tantric sex oh well see that see that's the other thing i think 24 hours of that would would probably Kill yeah, it's too much. I agree. It's too much. It's too, it's but yeah, too, uh, too much. I mean, yeah, it's too much. Like, it feels oh. good. Don't you want? To I don't think he wrote straight? that song based on experience. He probably just thought, you know, it'd be great. I could just talk about sex for twenty four hours. I don't know if he actually sounds like. No, no that. he's into that with his partner. He's pretty. He's, he's pretty. He's but pretty it's not twenty four hours. About. Okay, we're getting off topic. Let's yeah. wrap Wait, this. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I Extra wrap. life. It's gonna so, be great. Extra life, rhyme. Thank you, Human Torch. So. Uh, the thing, where can people reach you? All right, you can find me at Bo Schwartz on Twitter. Uh, new core episode probably up, uh, and I'll be appearing on Heroes Radio if all goes as well. So that should be on their feed. I don't think they have a site, but I'll retweet it. So follow me at Bo Schwartz for all the good stuff there. Thanks. Uh, yeah, me, uh, Invisible Woman, Mike Hodgins. Oh you, yeah, is the Invisible you can Woman my, wear makeup? Uh, invisible tweets. <laughs> <laughs> at uh, at ML Hodgins. And I'm also doing a charity. I'm going to be going about my daily activities for the next 24 hours straight. So if you want to donate towards me, see, that is, there, now that's a cop-out thing. Yeah, like, yeah. sorry. Do my daily activities for 24 hours straight. And you can follow me. Real no, no, you're, you're a better man than I, Ryan. Good luck with that. <laughs> Thank you. And you can follow me at Crofton Steers on Twitter, where, you know, the hockey season is starting. So I apologize to those of you who follow me for other reasons because i may start tweeting about crazy hockey stuff but hey whatevs i'm a canadian what can i do play has got to play <laughs> all right then <laughs> <laughs> nailed it your, your, your episode on stereotypes crofton yes yeah, huh? did we do an episode on stereotypes? yeah it was like, an interesting one really and you're hey, like i'm a canadian a therefore i like hockey and i'm like shut up i'm canadian <laughs> and i don't like hockey well we've done a lot of episodes on a lot of things i can't expect to remember all of them so much ryan for being here oh by the way. yeah ryan much me. appreciated we appreciate it yeah. come again it's a lot of and fun putting a new person i'm serious when i'm in town i'll bring the recorder and we will record something uh, live yeah 
Are you a fan of the Good, Bad, or Bullshit podcast? Consider supporting the show by becoming one of our valued patrons at patreon.com. For as little as the cost of one cup of coffee a month, your generous support will help keep the random topic generator oiled and fueled for future generations. Find out more at patreon.com slash goodbadbull.